an amazing, you know, past couple of, of weeks and last weekend we had an amazing service with the Unstoppable Peoples and uh, we are going through the Unstoppable series. You know, last week we had the Unstoppable People and, and a group of, of uh, church members coming up to share Saturday, Sunday, the two Sunday services and how the different testimonies have really blessed our hearts. You know, many of you were blessed with hearing those testimonies and I was blessed. I was so blessed to see, to hear real life stories of how people who have gone through Difficult and challenging moments in their lives, and yet they didn't give up. And yet they continue to praise God and they continue to serve God. My prayer as a pastor in this church is that every single one of us will be unstoppable through every season. Because you're not serving a God that is stoppable, you're serving an unstoppable God. A God that is that overcomes every circumstance, that God is bigger than every mountain, every circumstance that you are going through. Amen? Amen? So, you know, so continue to look to Him, and today we're going to continue on this journey of being unstoppable people. Unstoppable people in life, we will go through life and we must realize that we will go through part. The challenges and the, and the ups and downs that we go through is part and parcel of what God does so that we discover ourselves. We discover who He is and we discover ourselves, the potential that we have in us. You know, if, if you hadn't gone through the challenges that you went through, you wouldn't know how resilient you were. If you hadn't gone through the battles and fought those battles so hard and so difficult in your lives, you wouldn't know how strong you were. If you didn't know, if you hadn't gone through those moments where you were lack in finances, you wouldn't know that God can provide all those needs in your life. Amen? So you know, when God, when God allows us to go, oh yeah, what happened to my pretty pictures? My pretty words first we come out. Hi there. Okay, see actually my pretty one no. Very sad one is. <laughs> no love, silly man here. You won't find on the PC. <laughs> Try again. Yeah. So, you know, it is it is really God's way of demonstrating and showing himself true to us and also an opportunity for us to discover ourselves. So truly this journey is not for the faint-hearted. How many of you recognize that this journey of faith that we walk through is not for the faint-hearted? It is not for those who are easily wavered in our faith as well. Okay, I want us to take a look at a particular tribe that I've grown very fond of. Okay, this sermon was actually developed through a part of maybe about two years, within the two years, last couple of years. And in Chinese New Year, I was asked to preach sermon and I preached on the five blessings which was on the same particular text. But that Chinese New Year text was actually, that Chinese New Year sermon was actually developed out of this sermon. Okay, so out of this sermon came the Chinese New Year sermon. So and, and I, I, and I really, really had, had, had grown very fond of this particular scripture and grown very claim on the promises of this scripture and it's none other than it's in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 24, 25. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 24 and 25. Okay? And it says this. And of Asher, he said, Asher is the most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze. As your days, so shall your strength be. Okay? This is Moses' words. This is Moses' speaking to the 12 tribes. 
In fact, this was, you know, he was pronouncing blessings over all the tribes of Israel because this was his last few, this is his last few words before he actually ascended. We read, we read in the book of Deuteronomy, after this, Moses ascended to Mount Nebo and he died. So how many of you know that the last words of somebody is always very important? Right? The last words, if somebody asks you, come, come to my, come, then they whisper something to you. You'll you remember this for the rest of your life. This thing is You will remember this for the rest of your life. And so this is Moses' last words to his beloved 12 tribes who has been, he has been leading most of his life. Right? So he is, here he is giving his final blessings over this group of people. And to this particular tribe, he says this, and he caught my attention. He says, amongst, amongst the whole order, he says, he says this blessings to the tribe of Asher. And even after they were allocated their space in the promised land, it was still a long and hard journey to get to where God wanted them to be. So there they are, standing around in the area of the promised land, but every tribe was given a space, right? Every tribe was allocated a space, a particular area that they are supposed to occupy. It was still a journey for each tribe to travel to get to where they were supposed to be. Right? All the tribe had to go and walk to a certain particular area. And to this tribe, God gave them this promise. How true it is as well in our own lives. When we accepted Jesus Christ, it's only the beginning of the journey. That's not, not the end of it. When you accepted Jesus Christ and became a Christian, it was only the beginning of our journey. The journey is still a far and long way to reach where God wants us to be. Just like every one of these tribes still has to journey to where the allocated spaces were. Alright, so just follow on with me. Right, the focus text here is this. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze. As your days, so shall your strength be. Being an unstoppable people requires you keep your shoes. Being an unstoppable people requires you to keep your shoes on. What? My keep was okay. Okay, okay. That was the title of the sermon. Title and keep your shoes on. It is. It is to keep your shoes on. Isn't it interesting that God, that Moses said such a blessing over this tribe? Every time you claim on the promise of God, every time you believe that this promise is for you, right? It also means something has to happen for it to be activated. Are you hearing me? Every time you think you want to claim on a particular promise of God, something has to be activated. Something has to trigger it to activate. Like for instance, Chen Yen, you look very tired. Praise God for the safe delivery of your wife. You know, he's a new father since Wednesday night. You have never... <laughs> that moment where, you know, where now you're so tired, you're so exhausted and all that, right? You know, it's like really God's grace is so real in your life at this season. Because 
it is a season where this great holiday is exhausted, you know, you know, all the nights, night reads and the waking up and the being supportive and helping as much as he can. He barely can keep his eyes open when somebody slap him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It takes something to activate. The blessings of God takes something to activate. So now the Bible here tells us Asher will be blessed with shoes that are made of iron and bronze. Some of your Bibles. Okay, some of your Bibles will write this. They are your bolts or your bars will be secure. Some of your Bibles, the version, most of it in NIV and the rest of it, says your bolts and your bars will be secure. In the Hebrew, the word bolts and bars actually mean shoes. Okay, so this is the NKJV version. The King, the King James Version translates it the most accurately. Lah. Okay, that your shoes will be made of iron and bronze. So let's examine what this verse means to us. Asher's shoes were made of iron and bronze. Like I said, it's interpreted as bolts and, and bars, but it means shoe in the Hebrew. Okay, it's able, these are unique shoes. These are very, very unique shoes. Can you imagine a pair of shoes made of iron and bronze? This was as close as I could, could get, silver colored shoes. Nowhere near iron and bronze. Iron and bronze. So it's not a one size fit all. You cannot like ah, one size six and a half, and I want like three, three and a half. You know, for you can't. It is a pair of shoes that has to be specially molded for each wearer, because they are so secure, they are so tight fitted, they are so. It's it is particular. It is a particular shoe for every a unique shoe for every person. Okay, so these shoes were very unique shoes. All right, must. Follow on, made these shoes with very unique shoes, able to withstand most of any terrain. Okay, the shoes are molded to fit the wearers, is, and uh, and it's and the other thing that another quality, uh, another another characteristic of this shoe is once you put it on, it's very difficult to remove. Okay, once you put on this shoe, it's very difficult to remove these shoes. And so it's very interesting. Your, your shoes will be, your sandals will be made of iron and rods. So once you put on the shoes, very hard to remove them. What I'm trying to say is this, God has a pair of shoes for each and every one of us. God has a pair of shoes that are specially fitted for each and every one of us. They are not your one-size-fits-all shoes. They are not all the same because once something is handmade, no two things are the same, generally. Yeah? You go to any, you know, leather bags or anything that you know they can say it's a similar type, but it's not exactly the same because it's handmade. And everyone will have a different feel to it. Everyone will have a different sewing to it. Maybe one has more stitch, the other one has got less stitch. Yeah? So it's specific. These shoes were specific for the tribe of Asher. And God has a specific pair of shoes for each and every one of us. Your shoes are specific, specifically designed for you. Sometimes you take a step back and say, why, was my, why are my shoes so hard? Why must I get the steel, iron and bronze shoes? It's so hard, it's so heavy to walk in, it's not as comfortable as the nice ultra boosts 
and the Adidas and the Yeezys and the whatever nots. The Beluga, is it? The Adidas Beluga. I don't even know what that is. Apparently, it costs four thousand ringgit now. Like, what? It's resale value. Yeah, four thousand ringgit for that. Give me like buy shoes for me. Yeah. Sometimes we wonder why are our shoes so high. Why is it that my shoes are not padded nicely? Why is it that my shoes are so difficult to put on and so difficult to remove? And a lot of us, because of things that we go through sometimes, this, because you must understand, Asher was given this pair of shoes because it was the right shoe for what they had to go through. Asher was given these pair of shoes because they had the right shoes for what? For the journey that was marked out for them. However, a lot of us try to wear somebody else's shoe. We try to put on someone else's shoe and walk our journey. But it never works. After a while, you will start having blisters on your leg. You start to have your ankles swollen and, and twisting your ankles because you sleep in, in proper shoes and you hurt your back as well. A lot of us try to wear other people's shoes. But like for the tribe of Asher, God says, your shoes will be, your sandals will shall be iron bronze. These are hard shoes. Hard shoes and hardy shoes that will be fitting for your journey. I don't know what your journey is, but God has given you the right shoe for you. Don't wear someone else's shoe. Don't wear someone else's shoe because those shoes will not last you for your journey. Don't compare with someone else's shoes because it won't last you. and the journey that they had to go through. The second part he talks about here is their journey. It's your journey. Your journey. What is this journey? Asher's land was in the northern tip of Israel. Okay, if we just show the if we just show the map. Now do you understand? 
understand why some of you have to wear iron and bronze shoes. Because some of you, your journey is going to be a long and hard journey. Some of you, your journey is going to be so much further than everyone else's. We can always compare, we can always say, how come I can't be again? It's just down the road and then I can finish my journey, I settled, you know. They still had to walk their journey all the way until the northern tip of that area of, of and then in the area the time they still had their battles to fight to conquer that particular land before they could settle in. Now do you know why they had to wear shoes made of iron and bronze? They had to cross through deserts, they had to pass through places where there were snakes, scorpions, and other, other perilous things that were around them, surrounding them. Now do you understand why some of your shoes are Not everybody's journey means I don't know why some people seemingly have it easier than others. Many a times when we go through challenging moments, it's very easy for us to derail a mountain. It's very easy for us to call it quits halfway. Then we become stoppable. It's very easy for us to settle. Look at the disciples of Jesus. When Jesus was crucified, what happened to them? They scattered, right? They derailed. What did Jesus tell them? Jesus tell them, you are going to be my disciples, you know, and, uh, and, and, and you, 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 will, you will go out, and then you will, you will do all these things with me. He walked with them, he taught them how to do ministry. He was by them, taught, taught them every single thing he knew about ministry. Taught them how to pray, taught them how to deliver people, taught them how to feed the 5,000. They saw the miracles for themselves, but yet, at that point of that disappointment, at that point where they were so Confused with all the things that were happening, they derailed and they scattered. And what did they go back to do? Fishing. They went back to do things that they were familiar with. After the 9 11 incident, a lot of the churches realized all their members went back to their old ways. They found out that a lot of the members went back to alcohol, a lot of the members went back to smoking and taking drugs. Because this was what they were familiar with. Very easy to know if sometimes you can be familiar with something. Have we gone back to doing things that we used to do? Things that when God spoke to you to come forth, to come out, to get out from, from your, your past. But yet now, because of certain things that have triggered in your life, you've gone back to do those same things again. Those are signs of divine. Losing focus on where you are supposed to be. 
Losing focus on where God intends you to be. And some of us have chosen to settle. What does the Bible say about Asher? The blessing that was given to Asher is this, Asher, you will be blessed amongst the, amongst the sons and favoured amongst your brothers. Correct? It says that in the first part of Deuteronomy 33 verse 24, it says you'll be favoured and you will be blessed. You are the blessed son, you know, and you're favoured. So if Asher were to walk, 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 I have a tired, I think I settled with Manasseh. Oh, I have a tired, you know, maybe I just settled with Issachar. It's a car halfway through. It's almost there, lah. okay, lah. Now my, you know, almost there. Let's just settle. Some of us have put our anchors at the wrong port. You have let go of your anchors because you have become comfortable. Because you have just decided, okay, that's it. You know, I'm comfortable, and if there's no need anymore to go further, there's no need anymore to to try harder. There's no need anymore to strive further. You settled for good instead of the great that God has intended for you. You've lowered your anchors at the wrong port. And God is saying to you today, lift up those anchors because what I have in store for you in your land, in your destiny, in what God has spoken to you and given to you and promised to you is far greater than settling. Hello, is anybody here? Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Amen? Because the land of Asher was a land that was filled with premium olives. This land was a land that was filled with premium olives. They used to yield a lot of olives and olive oils and olive products. That is their portion there. They were blessed with that. But had Asher stopped short, of that journey and say, forget it, let's settle at Issachar, the red, the red dot right there in the middle. Or let's settle at Naphtali. No need, no need to go further. I can see the promised land. I can see the pretty things, but, but still, it's just too tiring. Man. Go, go through five more mountains and walk through all that again, forget it. I'm just gonna settle. Today I say to you, some of you, need to raise your anchors. Raise your anchors for what is supposedly good. Because God wants you to be at your great. God wants you to be at your land that He had promised you to be. That's why He has equipped you with shoes that are iron and bronze. Iron and bronze. He will see you through. He will walk it with you. He will bring you through that journey. He will help you through. He will strengthen your muscles because iron and bronze are not very light. Lah, yeah? Can you imagine walking in iron and bronze? You can't even bend properly. You can't even like, can't walk properly. It's so heavy. But after a while, if you practice long enough wearing those shoes, you will be so strong in your strides. You'll be so strong in that journey. You'll be so strong. Therefore, when you enter into that land, even when you still have to fight, because right on top, you see Lebanon, which are where all the Hittites, the Hittites, you know, you know, they are enemies of Israel, yeah, the Hittites, they're there, and you'll be attacking them. There will always be attacks. There's still attacks within the area itself. They need to fight. If they hadn't learned how to walk with those shoes, right from Mount Nebo up there, they would not be able to come to fight. Like, then I have to wait up and I can't even get up my head to, to how to fight. 
your journey may be a far journey, but God says, you'll get there. You'll get there as long as you don't take off your shoes and you don't stop short in where I want you to go. Don't stop short. Don't stop short where God wants you to He has a place and position for you. But you need to take hold of His word for your life. You need to resolve in your heart that yes, God is in my shoes. Yes, God, this is my journey. You don't start comparing with everyone else. Why? Why this person's journey is this way? Why that person's journey is that way? Why is their journey so short and so much easier? Why? It is what it is. There are no shortcuts in life. There are only God's promises to see you soon. Amen? Amen? You still following me? You still here? Yeah? Your shoes, your journey, and the next thing would be your days. Your days. The Bible says, your days shall be like, as your days, so shall your strength be. That's what the Word of God tells, the blessing that was for Asher says, as your days, so shall your strength be. The fight and the adversities are real. The fight and challenges are also sure. Okay, how many of you know that adversities and fights are sure in life? You won't go through problems. You will go through. I mean, if you live long enough, old enough, you would have gone through some kind of challenges, right? The only people who probably don't think that they are problems are probably the little children. Everything is happy. Let's have some ice cream, and everything will be fine. If you've lived through life a little bit longer, you will know that life will bring about challenges. Life will bring about fights that you will have to go through. And the fights are so real. When you get something too easily, because when you get something too easily, you don't have the capacity to sustain and let alone retain it. It wasn't an easy road for Abraham. It wasn't an easy road for Moses. He had to go through so much. It wasn't an easy one for Joseph, correct? You all know the story of Joseph. He had to go through so much before he had, he had, he had before he ended up as king. It wasn't an easy one for King David. He also went through so much before he finally became king, even though he was anointed, and yet he never he didn't become king until many years later. It was not a smooth road for Paul. He faced the persecutions, he faced jail time, he faced flogging, he faced all that. It wasn't an easy road for him. It wasn't an easy road for Jesus. He went to places where his very own despised him. Where his very own rejected him. His very own hung him on the cross. So why do you think you and I Why do you think that you and I will have it easy? When God himself had to go through so many challenges for him to fulfill what he had to do. 
Second Corinthians 12 verse 9 tells us very clearly, as I mentioned, your grace is sufficient for me and your strength is made perfect in my weakness. That's exactly the parallel verse to this verse, which says, as your days, so shall your strength be. As your days, so shall your strength be. There are some days when the task is little, little strength is required. There are some days when the challenge, challenges are little, there will be also little strength that is required. But there are some days where you will be required to act like a Samson in your circumstance. Samson's strength will be given to you. I was going to say Samsonite strength. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why they forgot the name Samsonite. Oh, okay, it makes sense now. <laughs> Samson's strength will be accorded to you. The days when you are so down, you are so tired, and you don't have the strength to carry on on your own and on your and, and it's it's just overwhelming. Then you will receive that strength that is sufficient for you. As your days, so shall your strength be. It means also that this 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 days means right. It's every day. Every day is renewed. It's not living on yesterday's strength. It's not living on two days ago or one month ago. You know, you the strength that you receive, and then you have to last you for an entire year. Or it's not strength that you receive today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Today I receive a powerful word. I receive a powerful anointing, and I'm gonna, it's going to last me. Like, it's going to last me for the rest of the week. It is a daily strength. Because every day presents itself differently. Every day presents itself with a brand new challenge, with a brand new things that you require to do, things that, that God has assigned for you to do. That's why it says, as your days, so, so, shall, so shall your strength be. So shall your strength be. In fact, this is my, my cute little uh, quote in my WhatsApp profile. As your days, so shall your strength. Whatever days that you are going through, can I tell you this? God will give you the strength. However far this journey is, God will give you the strength to finish it all the way until you reach your destination. Do you know something very interesting? If you chose if they chose, if the people chose to settle in the desert somewhere and refuse to carry on, God would have also worked with them there. You know, God will also work with them there. He will also continue to take care of them and watch over them and them take care of them. But is that where God wants you to be? Is that the best? He has so much. He has so much in store for your life. He has so much that He wants to be given to you. He has so much that He wants to continue to pour out for you and the promises and the potential that He has given to each and every one of you is so much more. But yet a lot of us just stop because it is good. Or it's tiring. My days 
doesn't seem to come to an end. It's like over and over and over and over. And every day is just so, so tiring. I give up. I give up. But the Word of God says, as your days, so shall your strength be, brothers and sisters. As your days, so shall your strength be. Whatever that you need on that day, so shall your strength be. Whatever that you need for that month, so shall your strength be. Whatever lack, whatever problems, whatever challenges, whatever trial, so shall your strength be. Because God's grace is sufficient for you and His strength is made perfect in your weakness. You know, I've experienced the grace of God in my life over and over again. Have there been moments where I've been overwhelmed because of circumstances? Have there been moments when I have been so tired and, 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 and you know, just cannot go on anymore? Of course. I remember sometime last year, end of last year, it was last year or the beginning of this year, I can't remember. It was, it was a very challenging season, you know, and I was really, very, I was very overwhelmed. But being overwhelmed doesn't mean you, you, you give up everything else, you still have to carry on, you, know, you still have to be a mother, you still have to do your things, right? So here I am, bringing my kids for dinner, yeah? Still have to feed them, right? They're not starving to death, right? Because I got no mood to go out, you know, you can't do that. So, <laughs> so off we went to Giant, LDP Giant. How many of you know where the LDP Giant is? Yeah, not nice, Giant, correct? <laughs> But they have KFC there, see? So it's easy accessibility, and I can let my kids have KFC. So we brought, I brought them to KFC, and I bought them their dinner, and I settled them. I said, kids, uh, you all eat a KFC kakas there, okay? The, my helper was there. So we stayed for a while. I eat the Buddha and I had coffee. You know, I just needed my coffee. So I said, okay, stay hard, you know. So I walked down to the Starbucks. Do you know that this giant LDP is very unique because Predominantly, they are Malays there, correct? All the shops are pretty much, pretty much Malays, so every other shop, every shop is Malays. And the Starbucks are so, all the baristas are all Malays, alright? Yeah, listen to this one, it gets exciting. It gets more exciting. So I go to the Starbucks and the line up is a long queue to the counter. And remember, I'm feeling very overwhelmed and like, oh my god, we have to go through this, I'm just very tired today. And lo and behold, because it's open space Starbucks, yeah, there was there were there speakers, but because it's open space, you can barely hear the music. Okay, so they said they're playing like you hear music at the back. But then something caught my attention. I said, hey, how can I can hear a familiar tune coming up from the speakers? And it was your good, good father. That's who I am. That's who I am. Now I'm hearing things. <laughs> this cannot be good. You know, I'm hearing things. Cannot be. This is Starbucks Giant, yeah. Starbucks Giant, all the baristas are all the Malays there. You know, with their tubers and all that. Cannot be. Cannot be. Nobody would have to enjoy this song. So I got out of the queue and I went closer to the speaker, which was closest to the exit. And there was also where all the cups are. They're selling the cups and the mugs and all that. So the speaker was this one. It was a song. You're a good, I'm a good father. It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who you are, it's who you are. I stood there and cried. Because it was 
even more psycho, you know? So, then I thought maybe it's a, they tune in to accidentally tune into a Christian channel, lah. You know, next song was going to be a Christian song, you know? This one is some, some rocker song. I'm thinking, what song is this with that chord? Never hear before. And it's some, I think after that was some Malay song that came out. I'm like, what? I don't know which angel was there to switch the music to that song. Because that was the strength that I needed. is an institute that does surveys all across South America has reported this at least 2,000 pastors quit from the ministry every month in the States. 2,000 pastors quit from the ministry every month in the States. For whatever reason, tiredness, burnt out, disappointments. And those are just pastors because they have a record of, of pastors. But what about church members? People who have been disappointed, people who have been hurt, people who have been offended perhaps, who have walked out of church. Perhaps could have even walked out of God. It is a choice. It is a choice, friends, because many people who get wounded after a fight, they don't recover from it. They don't recover from the battles because the wounds are so deep and so difficult. They don't recover from It is a willful choice to keep your shoes down. It is a willful choice to keep your shoes down. You hear me? It is a willful choice to say, I will not take off these shoes. Let me show you something very interesting about the significance about these shoes. About shoes. Let's turn to Deuteronomy. Chapter 25. 
Thanks, Ibisami. Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 5 to 10. You need to track with me because this part here is very, very important. It says, If brothers dwell together and one of brothers dwell together and one of them dies and has no son. The widow of the dead man shall not be married to a stranger outside of the family. Okay, listen to this. Huh? So if a brother stays together, if the brothers stay together, if if one of them die, okay, if one, if just, just say, just say, just say, Danny is my husband and Jason is the brother, okay? And are together, we live together in the same house, okay? You die, okay? If he dies, I'm not allowed to marry anyone outside. The first right of refusal, it goes to Jason. Okay? The widow of the dead man shall not be married to a stranger outside the family. Her husband's brother, Okay? Take her as his wife and be and perform the duty of a husband's of the husband's brother to her. Okay? Perform the duty of the husband's brother to her. Okay? Why? Because and it shall be that the firstborn son which she bears will succeed the name of his dead brother. So so you know, yeah, we'll see the name of the dead brother, that his name may not be blotted out of Israel. But listen. But if a man does not take, does not want to take his brother's wife, and then lets his brother's wife go, let his brother's wife go up to the gate to the elders and say, My husband's brother refuses to raise up a name to his brother in his, to his brother in Israel. He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of his city shall call him and speak to him. That means, you know, Pastor Vincent and all the council will talk to Jason. Why are you not taking Gwen as your wife? Because, you know, that is your brother. Then he says, but if he stands firm and says, I do not want to take her. Then his brother's wife shall come to him, listen, in the presence of the elders, remove his sandal from his feet, spit in his face, and answer and say, so shall it be done to the man who will not build up his brother's house, and his name shall be called Israel, the house of him who had his sandal Why am I saying this? This is a normal Jewish law. It's a normal Jewish practice that they do. Because they want to continue the family image. They want to continue the family name. So therefore, the brother is supposed to take the wife of the dead brother, the widow of the dead brother, and, and carry on the name so that they bear a child, a son, carry on the name. But if he chooses not to, he will be spit upon and he will remove his sandal from him. Friends, today, if you choose to remove your shoes, you cut off more just the blessings that are for you. You cut off the image and the blessings that are for you and for the generations after. 
you stop shortly, could you leave today? The consequences are not just for you today, but they are also a cutting off of what God has intended, intended for, your, for you and your children and your children and your children's children and the generations after. Had Asher stopped short in their journey and settled where they were not supposed to settle, they would not have received and enjoyed the blessings, the full blessings of the land that God had blessed them with all the way up in the northern tip of Israel. So that is why I'm urging you not to remove your shoes. Keep your shoes on. No matter how hard the journey is, keep your shoes on. Because it's more than just a pair of shoes. It's the spiritual legacy and the spiritual things that God wants to bless into your life and put into your life, into your family's life, and your generations after. That was how significant taking your shoes off. Friends, I'm not speaking to you like as if I've arrived. Have there been moments, and I've been a Christian for 26 years, and out of the 26 years, 20 years, in the 26 years, have I gone through challenges? Have I gone through moments where I said, Whether it's in your marriage, it's 
Some of us are saying, I'm going to remove my shoes with him. He's just too tiring, his relationship. His relationship. Some of you, it could be a journey that God is bringing you through, and you say, God, enough, baby. Some of you, it could be even your faith is tested. And you see, okay, what are your issues? But if you remove your shoes, the blessing and that intended promise and that fullness of potential that God had for your life. will provide for you for this journey. If it's finances, if it's wisdom to solve certain things, because that's your days social and strength. Thank you. 